<clears throat> Welcome to the TB Toy Cast, where Travis and Brian talk all things toys from the past, the present, and the future. Ugh, that's all we need, another podcast where a bunch of nerds talk about toys. Enjoy the show! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again for the TB Toy Cast. My name is Brian, and joining me as always on this adventure down the toy aisle is my good friend Travis. Travis, it is episode 77. Are you ready to talk some toys for the 77th time? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I had no, no, no quirk. Yes. Let's talk some toys. We're going to talk some toys. It's going to be good times. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. We are rapidly approaching the Christmas season, so we're going to t- touch on um, the good and bad of that. Because there's for t- the toy collector world, it's definitely an interesting time. We'll dive into that here in a little bit. Our main event was chosen by the one and only Jason Wolf. Uh, I'm going to go through his choices here because he had some some doozies. Um, you are really into the new, or not new, but like the vintage toy biz like steel figures. So you chose yes. X-Men Steel Mutants and Spider-Man Web of Steel, which are a series of two packs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been getting into vintage Power Rangers, so I chose Evil Space Aliens Series 1. And as a random one, McDonald's, uh, the DC Looney Tunes characters. This was a series of four toys, or as a Looney Tunes character, but they also had a uh, DC uh, Comics costume that they could snap on. And that is actually what won. That will be our main event, so... Hey, I'm all about talking to McDonald's toys, man. I I am as well. Um, I love McDonald's. I love McDonald's toys. Um, speaking of McDonald's, uh, shout out to Drew because I'm about to have some food talk. I, uh, I had my favorite Christmas meal this week for the first time. Oh. Um, and I know this sounds crazy, but there is nothing – more like Christmas and holiday meal for me than a Big Mac meal, supersized with a Coke, um, extra Big Mac sauce because it's got to be sloppy, and this is the thing, two holiday pies oh, from man. McDonald's. So I, got, so I got a holiday pie story for you. Um, yes, they're, they're amazing. Yeah, um, right. Oh, I agree. I agree. My buddy Elvis Aliaga has been on uh, many of my podcasts in the past. Shout out to him. I hope he's listening. He has told me him and his brother were big into the holiday pies, and they would go to McDonald's just to get those. No, yes. no meals. Just, hey, we want like four holiday pies. And right. I don't like, you know, McDonald's is, is one of those things like you really never know what you're going to get as far as quality. Right. And I guess they didn't have any, so they had to make them, which I wouldn't think would take too long to make those. Like whether, I don't know if they're fried or baked, but still it's like, I mean, you have just all warm them up. Yeah, I would be. think like, it's not hard, but I guess they're like, Oh, it's going to be like six minutes because we don't have any. And they're like, okay, we'll wait. And like they could, I guess they said like the workers were just like, <laughs> like hoping that like that six minutes would be like, oh, can't do it, it just can't do it. And they're like, no, we'll wait, we'll just wait for him. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I just thought that was funny, but dude, I, I love the holiday pies, man. I stumbled across those. I'd say about, oh gosh, Gavin's eight years, like eight nine years ago on accident. Like I saw them at the drive-through, 
Because, you know, like they have to ask, like, would you like a whatever, apple pie, holiday pie, you know, whatever they have, their little add-on. Would you like two holiday pies for a dollar? And I went, huh? Yeah, what what is this holiday pie you speak of? Right, because, you know, there for a while you got to choose between, like, apple and cherry, then cherry vanished, and then... Apple's always been the way to go with those, I think. Yeah. and then Besides holiday, I I would agree with that. Right, and then at uh, Thanksgiving, you always got the pumpkin pie. So when they said holiday pie, I was like, "What is this?" Because it what there was no picture, there wasn't anything on the you know this was before electronic like uh, drive-throughs. Like it was when they had all the pictures, and they said, "Oh well, it is a a, a vanilla pudding custard with sprinkles and sugar." And I was like, "Well." I mean, sure, I'll try it. Greatest, you know, the only thing that tops that for, like, a fast food restaurant dessert is the Hershey Sunday Pie from Burger King. That's, oh, like, hard to... Dude, like, yes. You you can't beat the Hershey Sunday Pie. They could charge you $10 for one piece, and you'd be like, all right. Like just, just, give, just give me eight, and I'll be on my way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, so, dude. Uh, so fun fact: there's a. I, I talk about the vintage toy mall, Burger King. I don't know if it's like that for you guys where you're at, but a lot of the Burger Kings where I live have like closed up for some reason. Yes, we have. We had one franchisee. It was called like Tom's King, mm-hmm. and he owned everything from like the Dayton Mall up to north of me. So, for like a forty mile radius, we have two. Burger Kings now yeah. in the Dayton area, and like ten of them closed. Yeah, a lot of ours have closed, and but the Vintage Toy Mall I go to, there's actually one right on the way there. And so a few times, you know, I'm out going to check out the toy stores. I'll swing by, get me a a burger. I have to get the onion rings because the onion rings are amazing at Burger King, right? And then, um, you know got to get Hershey Sunday pie. Like it's one of those things. I don't always remember it, but when I see the menu, I'm like, Ooh, Hershey Sunday pie. It's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they definitely have that, had that nailed. And I've always, you know, like we can talk fries and all that stuff. I've always enjoyed the taste of Burger King burgers. I think they're good. Uh, the, the flame broil, uh, is great. Um, I, I've never had a problem with them. Now I, I, a Big Mac is my favorite fast food sandwich, followed closely by a Whopper. But Burger King has the best fast food double cheeseburger, hands down. So we have you guys don't have Brahms out there, do you? No, we do not. So that's a big one here because they you know have all the the full ice cream and all that stuff. They have a good cheeseburger. Sonic has a good cheeseburger. Uh, yeah, we we have Sonic, but they're all like completely understaffed right now to mm-hmm. where it's like four hours to get through the drive through. Like I'm not even kidding. Oh, I believe it. I sat I sat through it in a Sonic drive through for forty five minutes and this was from ordering my food to getting my food. So it's, it's Sonic hasn't insane. been on. And the thing is with Sonic though, like they have those cherry limeades. Dude, ridiculous. <sighs> cherry limeade. Oh, that's my favorite drink. Oh, it's one of my favorites. Uh, People are like, oh, do you need to try the strawberry limeade? And I'm like, you need to shut your face, okay? 
Like, have you ever tried the ocean water that's supposedly real popular? That's I have. like this. It's good. It's not my favorite. Okay, I've never even tried it because, like, the only thing that I've steered like veered off of cherry limeade is getting a cherry limeade slush and oh, yeah. add nerds to it. Oh, good lord! It's a sugar overload, but the nerds add just enough sourness to the sweetness of the cherry limeade. It's a good mix. I bet it, Nerds is actually one of my favorite candies. I don't feel like you see those as much anymore. That was like one of my go-tos well, that, as a kid, the little box with the two colors. Yes. Oh, I love like, it. Th- I don't think they're real nerds. I just think they're candy-coated, sour whatever, but yeah, I'm sure. delicious. Very good. Uh, so this week on the TV Toycast, everyone go get a snack because yeah. we've just talked... Welcome back to Tales from the Estate. (laughs) Right. Talking talking all about food. But no, so we've kind of decided here, like, we still are going to talk about what has us excited, what we're finding on the pegs. But if if there's nothing there, I don't want to, like, try to stretch something that's not there. So we're just going to kind of have a free-flowing conversation. Um, There are a few things I I will bring up on the show because I think it's always fun to talk new stuff. But – we also want to just have a fun general conversation. And so I want, I want to throw this to you because we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. It's Christmas time. And obviously this is one of the most fun times of the year, but also one of the most hectic times of the year, as far as, you know, you know, Christmas programs and parties and family dinners and all this other stuff, always something happening this time of year. Plus you're shopping. So everyone's kind of trying to budget their money and, to me, it's like something always comes up at Christmas. You're like, oh, my God, here we go. Uh-huh. More expenses. But um, I have noticed personally over the last couple of years, I start to dislike Christmas more. Not the holiday, but the seasonal time because everyone's always in the dadgum action figure aisle, man. Like, makes it harder. Because, like, me and you, like, all the collectors, Nate, Hoker, Drew, we're all probably kind of the same. I don't stand there and stand in the action figure aisle for 10 minutes. I kind of glance at everything and look and see what's new and take almost like a mental inventory. But then I go if there's nothing I want, right? I, you don't. But when these people are shopping, they're looking at their list or trying to find stuff. And it's just like, hey, get out of the way. I'm trying to look at the freaking G.I. Joes and the Marvel Legends. You know, move, right. your, move your card out of here. You know, get out of my place. Yeah, it's. I think the other thing on top of that is, you know, having to deal with other people like in the toy aisle Yeah, is the fact that every other toy aisle, but the action figures gets new stock twice a day. Sure. Board games, dolls, all that stuff. Hot wheels. Yeah. And like I had to go to, to Walmart. Uh, this afternoon uh, on my lunch and so like I'm sitting there or well, not sitting there I'm walking and I like I see like four like carts of of boxes and none of like none of them are for the action figure aisle and I go down the action figure aisle it's the same figures from a week ago sure. nothing, nothing new, new nothing yeah. Not, I don't even know if anything's been moved, to be quite honest with you, but it's like, how can you get all of these toys in and none of them, <coughs> excuse me, none of them are 
an action figure. Well, so I, you just... I have a theory. Would you like to hear it? Yes. I don't think kids today are getting as many action figures as they were then due to the rising costs. So I think you're – you know, because we look at Christmas as a thing for kids, right? And right. it's one of those things where I think some are getting action figures, but I think action figures are becoming so increasingly expensive – Moving on to other stuff, you know, and I know um, I don't talk about this a lot, but I like to do the angel tree at Walmart when I when I can. Yeah. And uh, I got a kid and, you know, and I'll be honest, I do try to find someone who has similar interests because it's and I and that's kind of sucks to do it. But it's, there's, there's some people I don't know what to get. Right. Like, I don't know what this is, but I saw a kid. He wa- he wanted Star Wars toys. It's like, OK, so now we, you know, like, what do you do? Do you buy him one Star Wars figure, which is like 25 bucks, or do you buy... Because, I mean, you start thinking, like, you can spend about as much as you want on action figures, or do you, like, think, okay, I'm right. going to buy the cheapest figures I can so I can get them, like, three or four, maybe? You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of one of those right. things where it, it is a little bit harder. And I think with the action figure world, that's kind of the the way it's going. Um, I, I, I definitely bought my nephew some wrestlers for Christmas. Um actually from my mom, but I used the ringside sale and I was able to get them. This is crazy. I got him eight elite style figures for $64 free shipping. That's crazy. I mean, you do the the retail on that at about 22 bucks a piece, 176 bucks is what that would have cost. I, I have a theory and cause as we speak, they're doing a dynamite flash sale. Mm -hmm. We're like basically the last, yeah, for AEW, the Jazzwares, and the majority of them are like six ninety nine to nine ninety nine, more than half off. Right. And part of me wonders if Ringside has um, been stuck with an overstock of inventory because Ringside is always two to three dollars more than like retail, like. So have they been sitting on all of this stock and now they have to get rid of it because they've got more stuff coming in? So, like, I mean, and any money is better than no money at this point. So it makes you wonder. I know, um, you know, I don't I I kind of like go hot and cold with the AEW line. There's a few guys I need to get that I haven't gotten. Like one of them is Brian Cage. I haven't picked that figure up yet. Well, it's I, they have it at my local Walmart. I've seen it a couple of times. It's twenty two, twenty three bucks. I think it's like ten ninety nine on their website. Like, it's like wow. Like, right. I, I mean, some of even them are, with shipping and a like a defender, you're gonna probably hit retail price. Right, exactly. But you're getting and they don't charge tax on their site. Right. So that's a that's another one. Like I know. Uh, I was telling my mom about it because I was like, if you're going to buy him wrestlers, this is the time because of the deals you can get. She's like, okay. And I was like, it's free shipping after 60. She goes, we'll try to spend about 60. I'm like, okay. And next thing I know, I'm like, okay, he wants him. He wants him. Like, oh, he'd probably like him. And then I added uh, Miro from the Unmatched line and a Carrion Cross because they were $3.99 each. $3.99. And it's like... You can't, and then like when I, the shipping would have been twenty dollars, was like nineteen eighty seven for the shipping. I put in the code, got free shipping, so it's like 
wow, like these are, and these right. are like old figures. Like these are, you know, within a year, year or so. So how they do it, I don't know, other than maybe they are able to kind of write it off as a loss or something. I mean, there's businesses can do things like that, I guess, sometimes to kind of alleviate that. And like you said, some money's better than no money, but yeah, it's definitely crazy. And it's just something you think about. It's like, wow. I mean, I can understand making it 15, 13, mm-hmm, sure. something like that. But seven, nine, like the Thunder Rosa line, that whole line. Uh, so it's like Thunder Rosa, Jericho, uh, maybe Wardlow. Like the, I, I, I mix up a couple of them, but all yeah. of those are seven ninety nine. Oh yeah, that's a third of almost a third of retail. That's just crazy to me. Well, so and I'll, I'll reveal as somebody. This. Oh, sorry. No, I was about to say, like, even somebody like myself who hasn't bought a lot of recent or modern wrestling recently, it makes it hard not to buy because sure. it's so cheap. Oh, yeah. you're absolutely. like, holy crap. It's like, a, that's a, a $23 figure. Well, right. And, and that's the thing is, like, I was looking at that. I'm like, for 60 bucks, that would have been three figures. Not even quite three figures, but, you know, in that neighborhood. And I got him eight. Like, that's insane. And, right. And so, like, you know, you start looking at some of these, and you're like, this is a good deal. Like, I need to jump on this because they're not going to be this cheap soon, you know, or they're going to be sold out or whatever. It is definitely it is definitely crazy. Um, I know one of the figures I saw was the Unrivaled Series 2 Dustin Rhodes, the one with the red and, and uh, black paint. Four, oh yeah, four ninety nine. Unreal. And I remember, like, I remember, like, seeing one at a store and like grabbing it real fast because it's like, oh man, there's Dustin Rhodes. Like, that's nuts. It's absolutely crazy. Um, I bought, I traded some stuff at a Fan Fortress a few months back, and I got two figures for my nephew, Kenny Omega and Ray Phoenix, because he wanted both of those. And that Ray Phoenix is like eight bucks right now. It's like. Well, what are you going to do? But, you know, it's just like. Yeah, yeah. take your lumps on that one. Yeah, that's all like, you can do. It's like, Sadly. But you can't predict that either. Like, you can't predict sales and stuff like that. So, I don't know. It's it's definitely wild. That's for sure. Um, it's, uh, go ahead. No, I, it, it just. I, is this going to be the new way of collecting? Wait till it goes on sale. And then load up and hope that you get the figures that you're looking for. That's the thing is like, as we know with collecting, it's so unpredictable. And I think that's the hard part is you don't know what, like they have the super seven Brian Myers first figure for like 20, $21. That's a good figure. It is. Especially when the next one's going to be like 70. Yeah. So it's like 21. That's like the price of an elite, you know, like it's nuts. So, yeah, I mean, it's the thing is with this with this collecting game is you just don't know, and I think that's what makes it interesting. Uh, speaking of that, this is a good segue to that. Uh, Zombie Sailor this week announced um, coming like I think just this week in December, the pre order for the Johnny Gargano heels and faces. He revealed this is the only time this will be put up to order due to the contract, I guess, because he's you know back with WWE. It's only a one-year contract, and it's the only time he can offer it. He's in his Iron Man-inspired gear. It looks great. Um, I'll be honest. I think single releases might be the way to go. I know he's done a couple of waves of, like, five or six figures, but 
I feel like the single releases are so much easier to, you know, like if this is 40 bucks, that's easier to, to buy than, you know, a whole wave at like 250 or so. Right. Um, it, the one thing I, we'll call it the, the zombieism. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, even the paint, and I hope this makes it to the actual figure instead of the prototype, it actually looks like the arc reactor is glowing on his chest. Mm-hmm. Like you've got like a, a blue radiance, even though, and that's all paint. So I hope that that translates well into like the mass painting. And um, Absolutely. But I, it, it's still just like, it's so good it's not a Hasbro. Yeah. And I'm not trying to down it, but like the detail, it, it's, it, I'm not, like I said, I'm not taking anything away from it because it is beautiful. And he, I mean, it is also has rest because the arms are kind of long. So you've got that like gorilla arm look that almost goes like below his waist above his, yeah. his knees. But it's like, it looks great. Um, I'm hoping that it sells well because I'm, you know, Johnny will get, you know, he's a local boy and he'll get, um, you know, a, a good payoff because Zombie does that. And, sure. um, you know, it, it just, you know, it, it makes you wish that these could come out faster to where, yeah. you know, it would have been cool to have a, a couple different Johnny uh, costumes or attires. So uh, it, it's great. I hope I hope it get I hope it comes out and uh, I also saw as well on his Instagram he announced that we might have a Christmas miracle and one country singer finally show up maybe Ain't if, he great? Depend- <laughs> he's only great if he can make it through customs let's just be honest at this point I mean here's the thing I would never insinuate prior to Christmas shipping on anything, but because I just don't see that happening. I mean, we're pretty close to Christmas here, so I'm not getting my hopes up, but it's just like, well, that's cool that it's like in route. I'm I'm excited about that. It just, I know last time how long it took to actually for him to just ship them, you know, not like, and I get yeah, it. It's were, a process. You were on the tail end of all that. So, like, yeah, I, I felt like I felt like mine took a month just from them coming in stock to actually shipping, to the point where it's like, did I, did, you know, did he lose my order? Because I, I know he got a lot of emails about, and I get it because, you know, people are like, hey, my stuff's here. Where? Why didn't it ship? Well, yeah, it takes a while, so I get that. But um, we'll definitely see what hap- what happens. Uh, I do want to mention this on the Johnny Gargano figure. Look at it again when you have it second. Do you feel like it looks kind of weird without the vest on? Hold on. We will get a live reaction. Let me go to zombies. It's almost like the head Instagram match the body or something as far as scale. And it's like it, it was. Oh, do you see what I'm he saying? He looks like a gorilla. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I know I said the gorilla arms, but they go to his knees like. He almost looks like Austin Theory more than Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Like, that's a super deform, essentially. And I'm not trying no, you know, to, like, make fun of it or anything. It's like, I'm still going to buy the figure. I think it looks great. But without the vest the waist, on, it just... The waist like, is too thin. The head's too big, I think. Yeah. And it's like, it looks perfect with the vest on. 
And like you said, the arc reactor, like, kind of glowing looking. Incredible. But I don't know. It just. I didn't even notice that until you said that. But, yeah, he's. Um, it's like he missed leg day. Maybe if they shorten the arms or shrunk I, the head. I, I think it's the head to me. I think that's the problem. And it's like it looks good. It looks perfectly fine with the vest on. You take the vest off and it's like, oh, he's a Funko Pop. Well, I mean, how many of these are actually going to be opened? Like, I, I know you do. So if you ordered it, it'll, it'll open. But That's a good like, point. It is a collectible, uh, you know. I mean, it's... Right. But, you know, and I've also thought that that was kind of odd that you could take a a head from, say, Warsman, and it would fit pretty well for a Mattel, but also a Hasbro. So it's like, huh, the Hasbros did kind of have that very specific type of proportion. So I do get it, but I don't know, just kind of one of those things I was like, well, that's kind of weird looking. Now I can't unsee it after you've said it. Glass shatter. Thanks. Right. Yeah. Um. I I'm still excited about it. I'll be honest. I do. I like. I think what Zombie's doing is great. Um. I'm seeing a lot of cool stuff. I know all the companies are doing great. Um. Power Town has gone through their 12 days of Christmas and their uh, giveaways. I won absolutely nothing. Um. Congratulations. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that. I didn't expect... I mean, it's still kind of weird to me that, like, hey, if you pre-order the full set, you can win an, another figure. It's like, well, I already bought it. Like, <laughs> okay. Um, do you think we'll see an announcement soon for uh, Power Town Series 2? <sighs> I Here's my thing, and maybe I'm wrong here. A line excites me more when I know it's going to continue. So... It's hard for me to invest in something that I don't know for sure if it's going to keep going. So I know that they reopened pre-orders for Series 1. Had they said, oh, and by the way, early lineup for Series 2 and bam, 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 they start. Don't show nothing more than just who's in it. I feel like that's going to make people go, oh, man, I need to get Series 1 because this line's going to be killer. Because, I mean, I they've got a lot of good names signed I'm from what I understand. So I feel like if they continue... It's only going to get better. Um, I would imagine they've got the Road Warriors signed. That's just a prediction simply because the Road Warriors have signed with every company. But all these companies, none of them are producing premium scaled figures. They're all kind of Hasbro or AWA style or, you know, like the like the uh, Popey. So if they have the Road Warrior sign, people have been clamoring for that for a long time. That will be a huge hit, in my opinion. As, yeah, especially if it's Road Warriors and not LOD. Because and I think other it would be the, Road Warriors. That's it, the theory. It would almost have to be. Because other than those first individual Legends figures, we haven't had like legit Road Warriors like we've had more LOD, like the blue LOD, basic two pack, and yeah, and then they did a they did a set of elites in the red LOD, I believe. Yeah, but I so think like, that's the only ones they did for Mattel. They did a they they did the the black the the black pants. Yeah, the, I, the actual like, Road Warriors, yes, but uh, but Mattel didn't have a lot of uh, 
a lot of LOD slash Road Warrior representation. And now I know it looks like Zombie's got Road Warrior style. Chella's doing SummerSlam 92. Junk Shop has done the uh, Popies. I it, it would make sense to me that Power Town has signed them. Again, that's just a prediction. I don't know. If I were Power Town, that'd be the first signings I would be trying to make. But um, I don't know. To me, like, hey, if I they, guess if they right. announce that, that's a game changer. People are going to be all over that. I, I, I think it would be like I, or no, they did the Elite Legends Series One Road Warrior Hawk Road Warrior Animal. Yeah. So. But no, not the red ones, but like the like the series one. Yeah, I remember they, they were they were in like the red the black road warrior pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then they had the, the black elite, pads. Yeah, and then in elite thirty is when they did the, the red gear. Yeah, and then like you so, said, they did the battle pack with the blue, which is interesting because I they didn't really wear that blue that much. It was a very short period of time, but I think it looked so cool. Like that's why we saw more of it. Well, I think because we've always seen Red Legion of Doom, they're like, what can we do different? Put them in blue. Perfect idea. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I definitely agree with that. I think think it'll be great if they can show off some more stuff, but I think they're probably sales aren't hitting what they were hoping for. But who's to say? I mean, with anything, everyone's collection kind of changes over time. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it'll. I hope we see something. I mean, we're cl- we're two three weeks away from the new year, so you know maybe we'll see something first of the year. Uh, like, hey, shipping update, and here's series two. Go pre-order. Right. I think we'll see something eventually, which would be ideal for their line to continue. In my opinion, um, is there anything else you can kind of think of that you would like to discuss before we dive into what we're finding? No, man, I think we've covered a, a good amount of stuff and without any agenda. So um, what do we find it on the pegs? Yeah, um, not a lot. I did get in a package um, from the one and only Jason Wolf this past week. I got in uh, a Diesel, which was a figure he offered monthly. And then I uh, was able to talk him into a fun little custom. I, I asked him, I said, hey, because I looked up, because um, he offered Diesel and Oz for the Chop Shop members. Right. So I asked him, I said, what about Vinny Vegas? Well, most people remember Vinny Vegas with like the tuxedo. And I was like, well, his gear was actually just the Diesel gear, but down one side it said Vinny and the other side it said Vegas. It was just solid black with pink lettering. He's like, oh yeah, I could do that. So I, I was able to actually get a Vinny Vegas Hasbro, which once again adds to my ridiculous collection of random Hasbros. Yeah, I saw your picture today, and even I, or not today, this week, and I I was surprised at the sheer amount of figures that you've got from the chop shop. Because, and I know that you have them, because I see them when you get them, but like, it doesn't start to add up till you look, and then when you saw them on the shelves, you're like, wow. Yeah. Uh, I actually had to order some more of those riser shelves from Amazon to uh, to display everything because, you know, with those, I like to 
Because those are like, you know, other figures you can kind of throw in a box. Really, those you can't. You kind of need to, you know, care for them a little bit more just because of, you know, resin and hand-painted and such. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely – the collection is definitely growing. Um, I got the Rougeaus, which was a fun offering. Uh, The Quebecers, which is another fun offering. Let's see. I got Hulk Machine. Which was also another custom because he mentioned to me he was doing a Hulk machine for someone. I'm like, oh, really? And I was like, sign me up. Yeah, I was like, I want a Hulk machine. And he was like, he's like, well, of course you do. Thanks. Well, what's funny is, so the machines is actually a dead spot for me. I don't remember that at all. I don't remember ever seeing that. I don't either. But a little bit before my time. And yeah, I I don't. Sorry, I, I don't remember that at all. And I know that that's like. Right when I'm a kid and should know that that went on, but... I think it was that brief, was... and that's why. Yeah. Um, but apparently Hulk did a couple of matches as Hulk Machine, and he wore the one-strap singlet and the mask, and, like, it was I mean, it was obviously Hulk Hogan, but that was the difference. And so that's what he made. I didn't realize that, though, because I remember the promo picture of him with the white machine mask wearing the Hulkamania shirt. Oh, okay. And so I was like, oh, I thought that's what you're doing. He goes, oh, I can do that if you want that. And I'm like, yeah. And so I got black pants, silver boots, yellow Hulk tank with the white machine mask. So definitely nice. a very fun custom for sure because it's like that's super random. But it is really fun, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw that. And that was your Vinny Vegas looked great. Um, I actually put the alternate diesel head on him to kind of differentiate him a little bit. I think you need an Oz now. I have, so I have Oz. Without oh yeah, he's got the green pants. Wait, I'm hold on. Which one has the neon green pants? That would be Oz. Okay, you're right. You do have that one. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Scratch that. From I don't the, have like the Master Blaster version. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. You need Master Blaster now because you've got Diesel and Oz. I'll tell you who I need. Vegas. I need Fake Diesel. That's who I need. Uh oh. Well, and you need that Super Shredder, a, a Playmate Super Shredder. So yeah, I've got that too. <laughs> Kevin Nash is happy with you right now, yes, even he though he's he, he's probably not. I wonder if he got any re- residuals from that Super Shredder figure. Or like, uh, not residuals. Like, like, they'd be residuals. I think like, uh, um, or just like when the wrestlers maybe. get that royalties. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, I think because he was probably such a nobody, it's possible he didn't. But I bet you he does like the NECA one now. I, yeah, I bet he gets NECA that because he he actually like enjoys signing those and talking to people about those. Yeah, I bet he does so, that, but. You never know. I mean, I had heard the original Power Rangers, those guys only made $600 a week and no royalties on toys. That's insane when you think about it. Like, gosh, that's like that's like a part time job. Like, it's basically theft. I mean, it's, granted, they were nobodies and who knew if that show was going to be a hit. But once you knew it was a hit, it's like and I, I actually heard that was a big reason why I like. Austin St. John and a few others left was because of money, which I get. I mean, it's a global show and you're not paying them anything. Like, that's insane. Have you ever, I know we talked uh, last week or the week before about 
watching Power Rangers, but have you ever watched the last like five to ten episodes where it's like, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Jason, Trini, and Zach all like go on a like they get picked for um, an exchange student program or something, and it's like, oh. They're leaving. Bye, guys. And it's like they're like in a sunset, like running. And you just hear like they do a voiceover of Austin St. John to to get them in. Like it's real. Like obviously Power Rangers is campy, but it's way, way, way more campy. And you're like, that's so bad. I so I actually since I my fandom for that has kind of returned. I've been watching it a little bit on Netflix. Um, I started with, I watched the Green with Evil miniseries, and then I kind of like, I kind of just want to rewatch all of this. And so I'm on like episode 11 or so, so I haven't got to that point yet. But I remember, like, that was my understanding is that they didn't feel like the actual actors mattered to the show, and that's why they brought in Rocky, Adam, and Aisha, I believe, to be the new Rangers. And. I'm sure there was pay bumps and stuff, but um, my understanding is a lot of what the studio did is they held that movie over them like, well, this is where you'll make your money, which I'm sure they did on the movie, but it was like, I don't know, it's kind of shifty to like, when you know the show's a massive hit, they can't even get ways on the shelf and you're paying these people so little, it's like, that's just criminal, I think, but... You know what they needed or who they needed? Jesse Ventura, Breaker. He <laughs> needed to make a Power Rangers uh, union. Union. Ah. <laughs> that was horrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you think about it. Like, I think we've always kind of had that thought of, like, anyone on TV is, like, massively rich. And uh, maybe not necessarily the case. Now, granted, they're all probably still making money off of it to this day with signings and such. But, you know initially yeah probably not which is uh, crazy actually i don't know if i told you this have you looked at the super 7 power ranger figures that they're making the ultimates no i can't but i have looked at um the mezco 112s that are coming out mm-hmm. or good lord like here's what I gets have me about like the- a handful of 112s but these are going to be amazing well, what gets me about the Super 7 the most is, like, if you buy the Red Ranger, you get the helmet head, you get a Jason head, and a Rocky head. So you could do either version. So buy three is basically what they're trying to get you to do. Well, no, no, no. I'm, it's all in one package. Well, no, the, you only have one body to, for the three heads. So what if you want oh, a mask head and Jason? That's two. Sure, I get what you're saying. They want you to buy another one. But I'm saying, like, it's kind of a cool way to, like, uh, change it around a little bit. And that's part of this whole ultimate thing. Like, that is the ultimate Red Ranger figure of Mighty Morphin. You get every every head. So, um, like, I'm really trying not to, but it's harder. It gets harder and harder not to want to. To jump into that, like oh yeah, because um, like I'm staring at four Super Seven Turtle figures right now, so I get it. 
Well, yeah, then you can have that crossover that happened in like the late nineties, TMNT and yeah, Power Rangers. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's all interesting stuff, like how they're, how they're doing different toy lines nowadays, but, um, yeah, the Power Ranger figures, I've actually been kind of diving back into those. What I found very interesting about the auto morphing line, a lot of the figures aren't expensive, but a lot of the actual Power Rangers, all the white, like their boots and gloves and stuff, start to yellow. Yes. So you have to. Really, uh, it's hard to find one that's in really good shape. I've noticed. I, well, because they were very well played with, and like your the the oils from your skin and the sun the sun cooking and all that. So, um, you know, those things are. 30 some odd years old now, which is crazy to think about. So it really is. Um, yeah, I was, I was talking to, uh, Aaron this past weekend at galaxy con and we were talking about those re-released ones, how they had the green, the white, the red, and the maybe the, I think did a, like a year or so ago. Yeah. And I think they made a pink, they but did. then it's like you made half of them. Why didn't you make blue, yellow, they did. They made, they made. They made. They did two waves of those. Oh, did they? They actually also made the Ranger Slayer with like uh, the black and pink version of Kimberly, which was from like the comic book. Wow. Yeah, they I didn't forgot do any about villains, that. and and that's another thing I found very interesting about. You know, when I recollect a vintage line, one of the first things I do is I start looking at all the, you know, checklists on figure realm and stuff, and you know the first. Mighty Morphin had tons of villains. Um, the Zeo line actually had a bunch of villains. And then the Turbo line had a few villains. Anything after that, there's like one or two villains. And it's like really strange. I'm like, how would you make a toy line without any villains? Like, I don't know. It's a, I guess it kind of it goes to show how popular Mighty Morphin was and how maybe not as popular all the other ones were. Like, they're just not really... Not really as uh, as big as that original. Well, not only that, but could you imagine trying to sculpt one of those detailed villains? Oh yeah, and keeping keeping it within budget. Like it just that would almost nope. We're not doing it, dude. That first so, wave had twelve villains. Right. I mean, it's that's kind of crazy when you think about it because there's no reused parts on those. On any of them, like they're not even a repaint. Right. Like it. It was crazy. It really was. Like, knowing what I know now, it's kind of like, wow. But again, the six Power Rangers, with the exception of the heads, were all exactly the same. So they probably made their money there, but it's still kind of crazy that, you know, every villain is so specific. Um, I, wanted to touch yeah, on, I wanted to touch on this because we're talking Christmas. Um, I know you saw it. I saw this last year. The Food Fighters uh, Christmas Tree Cake custom that's been floating around a little bit. You sent it to me and Hoker, and we're like, wow, did you see this? And I was like, I actually saw that last year. Hit the guy up. He gave me a price. It was a lot. I passed. Um, what are your thoughts on something like that? Because, like, Food Fighters are fun. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, and I have done one custom in the past, but it's like, man, that's a lot of money for, for that. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's cool, but is it yeah. that cool? Um, yeah, we almost ended our friendship over this because you know my infatuation 
with Christmas tree cakes. Oh, yeah. And how I did not know this last year. I swear like, I thought I told you, but. Absolutely not. This was the first time. Um, I. It's a custom. It is a little pricey. But, man, it's a Christmas tree cake. And I love food fighters. Yes, Nate. Merry Christmas. There it was. Um, Pitchfork down for, for, for the moment. Right. And like, it's almost like comedic how everybody knows that I love Christmas tree cakes. And like, to the point I get tagged with every like Christmas tree cake, ugly sweater or the raccoon meme at like, this is me at two, or I'm on a diet, but this is me at two in the morning running off with a Christmas tree cake. Or, mm-hmm. like, I, there are worse things to, to be known in life than the Christmas tree cake guy. Um, but I thought it was awesome. Like, I I love wrestling customs. I love Marvel Legends customs. Like, if I were to own a Christmas tree cake, like figure that this was it. And, um, the artist and, uh, we'll post it on our social media cause I forget her name, but she's also doing the chocolate variant this year as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, as someone who no, and you can speak to this as well too. Now that you've started painting, the amount of time that goes into it, like it's worth I, more than what she's charging. Exactly, it's, and but it's kind of like the whole Jason Wolf thing. Like Jason Wolf should be charging, I don't know, three times what he does. But can people afford that? You know, like that's where you price yourself out. Well, uh, so there's a guy I want to bring up. I I know you've talked to him. Uh, Showstopper, I believe is his name. Yeah. On Instagram. He does amazing custom stuff. He showed off a Lawrence Taylor today. Never realized I needed a custom Lawrence Taylor until now, but I'm like, okay, that's amazing. Because honestly, I liked how Lawrence Taylor looked at WrestleMania 11. His match was not great, but the look of the jersey and stuff was like was really cool. He does this custom Lawrence Taylor Elite. Looks incredible. And I know you've told me his prices before. Not unreasonable, but then the shipping there and the shipping back is a lot just because he lives in, like, Singapore, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, and you're like, well, it's kind of like a weird pay and for because you pay for, you know, the figure, <laughs> then you pay for the shipping, then it takes him three months, and then he ships it back. Right. You pay again, so I get it. Like, it's, it's like, okay, it's not it's- too expensive, but he honestly should charge... Like, you're paying more for the shipping than the painting, right? Because when you told uh, me what he charged yes, for the painting, both. I was like, that's really not yeah. that much, as good as he does. But it just costs but so much also, to get it there. Yeah, but also, the the transfer rate, he's getting a locally a good amount of money. So it's, it's a win-win for everybody. And I'm just saying, if you've seen, I don't know, an Aki man or THQ man on Showstopper, or most recently an Ultimo Dragon or NWA uh, Attitude Era Jeff Jarrett. Mm-hmm. I I may know I may know a guy. I'm just saying. 
Well, and that's and that's the thing is like uh, I've I saw a Quang the other day, which was like wow. Um, that Jeff Jarrett that you have is incredible. I mean, so many cool ones. So it's just one of those things where it's like, man, that looks really cool. But again, with any custom, you have to really be, I don't know, I guess like the custom I got actually wasn't a bad deal. The guy charged me, it was for that food fighter corn dog. I think it was a hundred dollars. He said, but I, I charge, I think 65 and then the other, then the remainder, um, when it's done. So kind of like you said, I paid it in installment, so it wasn't as bad. It wasn't as, right. as expensive. So, which was kind of nice. And and it turned out amazing. It looked great, and it had to ship from Canada, so I knew that the shipping was going to be a little bit more. But So it, was like, it wasn't a bad deal. It's just like, man, do I want to spend that for – because he has customs of like a piece of cake and a popcorn and a – and right, like jam, and he has like four or five, and then there's other guys on those sites that have other customs, which are really cool. It's just you can spend it, as much as you want to spend, I guess. Right, and like this will be the like the centerpiece of my my food fighters, just like I said, because of my love of the Christmas, because it's like Commander Christmas tree cake or Corporal Christmas tree cake. I it, one of those. Did you actually ranks. order it? I did. I oh, did. Nice. So um it will be in sometime. Um the the artist she has to make the mold and, and do all of that and it will have supposedly moving hands and legs like the original. Oh, so wow. we'll see. Um but this is definitely like a detolf or a shelf piece for me where I put like where I stand my customs and mm-hmm. You know, it'll be a conversation piece for like the two people that ever <laughs> go and look at my action figures every one to two years, and it's, I'm ready to have that conversation. It's definitely cool. So I, I dig that, man. I think that's a lot of fun. Um, anything else you want to touch on before we uh, dive into our main event? Um, I'm trying to think. That that's about it. I've got uh, I've got nothing that I've really been finding, and I am ready to. Talk about some Looney Tunes. Let's do it, man. All right, we are back here on episode 77. It is main event time. We are talking about the McDonald's DC Looney Tunes. Travis, I've got a story about this line um, because it's actually one of my all-time favorite McDonald's toy lines, and I'll tell you why. So... Fun story, I guess you could say fun. Kind of a weird story. I was, uh, I remember I was a kid and I was at my grandparents' house, and it's one of those like just where you're visiting your grandparents. And I got in trouble for something, and so my dad would send me to one of the bedrooms, like here you go, you go wait in here, and basically like I'll deal with you later. And right. So, anyway, they send me in there, and then they get to talking. And they forgot I was in there, so I was in there for like an hour and a half, just sitting there by myself. And so then my dad felt bad, so he was like, "Okay, I'll go. I'll drive you through and get you a Happy Meal." I'm like, okay, and then I'm like, "I'm I'm fine," you know. Right. And that particular evening is when I got the Looney Tunes Superman Bugs Bunny. And love what was, it. What was crazy about it? I didn't even know they existed because I hadn't seen a commercial yet. So getting a Bugs- that speaks volumes because they used to like. 
it was at least once every cartoon put in that commercial, like the whatever Happy Meal commercial was out at the time. Like, right, you knew about it, right? But here's what's interesting: is I knew. Or, I mean, I knew later, I just, at the time, I didn't, but then I started seeing them all come in, and I'm like, I have to get all of these. This is also the first McDonald's toy line I completed. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, we'll kind of go through them, and I'll tell some more stories. Um, so, in this line, we have four four characters. We had Bugs Bunny, and, of course, he's Super Bugs. He's got his Superman costume, which is awesome. Yep. You've got Daffy Duck. Who is in the? Uh, he's the Bat Duck, you know, Batman style costume. Yep. You got Taz, the Tasmanian Devil, one of my personal favorites. He is the Flash, which only makes sense. And then, kind of the weirdest one of the of the set, I believe her name is Petunia Pig, and uh, it's Porky Pig's girlfriend, which is a random character, but they needed a woman, and she is Wonder Woman or Wonder Pig. Yeah, that one was. That one was an odd one. Yeah. So another good good story about these, because I like this line so much, I was always asking for a Happy Meal so I could try to collect them all, right? Right. And I was at, we were at a different McDonald's. I think my dad was actually working doing his uh, service repair, and I was just with him for some reason. And he's like, I'll drive you through and get you a Happy Meal. I'm like, okay. And so he drives me through, and... And I, you know, of course, I'm like wanting them all. I'm like, can you ask which one is the, is the, is the toy? And the girl's like, oh yeah. And she's like, it's the, uh, it's the pig with the Wonder Woman costume. And of course, that's not the one I wanted. I wanted Taz with the Flash costume. Right. And, um, and so they had them all. I think they had Bugs, Taz, and Petunia Pig displayed on the window there, like in the drive-through line. And so I asked my dad to ask if I could just have the Taz. <laughs> Like, can I just have that instead? And, and the girl's like, you know, at the time, I'm thinking it's just a big deal. She's just probably some high school kid, right? She's just like, yeah, here you go. <laughs> like, hands it to me. I'm like, awesome. So I'm thinking. As like, a parent, too, now, it's like, can you imagine what your dad's thinking? Like, I have to embarrass myself right, to ask, to ask for, the, for this particular. Yeah. But as a kid, this is like. Oh, it's huge deal. The be all end all right huge now. Huge deal. And uh, and in an ultimate twist of fate, they give me my Happy Meal. And I thought they would take out the toy because that's what I asked for. They left Petunia Pig in there. So I got double toys that day, my friend. Oh, joke's on them. That is awesome. Yes. And then. Um, so you got 50% of the collection in one Happy Meal. Basically, yeah. And then uh, not too long after that, I was able to get. Uh, a Daffy Duck as a Bat Duck. So, first line I ever completed. Um, fun story about this line. So, I have no idea where those are at now, right? Mm-hmm. But, my good buddy Daniel Cross was sending me some stuff the other day. He said he had some... Uh, he was really big into collecting McDonald's toys there for a little bit. And Okay. And what's interesting about collecting McDonald's toys, it's fun because, A, they're usually relatively cheap. And... A lot of the stuff, it's like, oh, yeah. Like, you just, um, you don't remember at the moment, but then in time, you're like, yeah, I do remember that. Well, in that stuff, he sent me a whole bunch of uh, the nuggets with the costumes. He also oh, sent, man. He also sent me uh, three of the uh, superhero uh, Looney Tunes. So, I've got three of them now. Hopefully, you're not missing Taz again. 
No, I have all but Bat Duck. Actually, he had Daffy Duck in there, but no costume. So, um, got most of it, just not the costume, but still pretty cool. That's like a $5 figure now. But it's so cheap based on toys today, right? I mean, it really is. Like, I would be, if everything was five bucks, I'd be okay with it. You'd probably buy everything, right? I would. I really would. Yeah. It's a little bit better than buying a Super 7 Ultimate for 55 I mean, there, I can get a $28 Brian Myers figure right now off of ringside. Don't tempt me. No, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so um, uh, what are your – do you have memories of this line at all? I do. Um, Jonathan and I both had a set of these. So somewhere in my parents' attic – is a box of like my mom used to make shadow boxes and these were like, so when we were older, she used a lot of our happy meal toys because they were like perfect shadow box things. So because they somewhere, yeah, they stand up by themselves and like they looked cool. So I know that there are, is at least one set somewhere in my parents' house, but like, I remember, like, a couple big things that I remember about this is, if I recall, and listeners, you can hold me to this, but in the commercial for this, I feel like the kid made Tasmanian Devil spin across the table, and I was like, that is awesome. And when I tried to do that, he could never stand up. So I feel like that was false advertising and made me very sad. I could see that, Um, yeah. And then tell me if I'm, like, wrong on this, but not just with this line, because I, like, this was four figures. So they used to come out with a new figure every week. That's why there were four. So you had four weeks, one a week, and it, it covered your Happy Meals for a month. Um, I, I, I got, if I recall, they all were numbered, too. Go back kids and, and look at your happy numbered yeah so they were there was a number on the bag and i think number one might have been uh daffy or not uh daffy it was bugs Which um, and tracks, i got that's the first one i got right and i so i feel like, like i know i got bugs and jonathan got bugs but do you think that like th- this just popped in my head that the first figure in that first week uh, was always the hardest one to get because the commercials maybe came up a week late. So, like, when you went to get number two, you're like, oh, can I get number one? Oh, sorry, we're sold out. Like, same thing with the collector cups because, remember, they used to do, like, the uh, Dream Team cups, and number, the first cup was, like, Michael Jordan or the Batman cups. Right. And Batman was a first cup. Like, do you feel like that first week of figure or toy, that number one toy was always, like, the most missed one because maybe you didn't see the commercial in time because, you know, we didn't go to McDonald's every week. It was always, like, a a special event for, for something like this. Like, it wasn't society and life wasn't as fast food oriented as it is today. 
Well, that's without a doubt. I do. I think you have a point there, but I also could see this. Like, so let's say they ship in toy number one, which is bugs, right? Does yeah. Is it like, is it like Monday through Sunday? Like that's the only toy. Like, what happens when you run out? What you know? Do you start doing number two? Like, in, or do you wait till number one runs out? I don't. I don't know the exact thought. But what if like it's a super popular thing, like the teeny beanie babies and you run out, you just start giving like random crap that they still have there. I, I don't know how that works. Like, I think, don't hold me to this. This might just be a local Ohio thing. But when they ran out of toys, they gave us a free thing of the McDonald's cookies instead. Okay, I could see that. The They don't have them anymore, but do you remember the little like bag of McDonald's Dude, character cookies that you so would get? Oh, good. Yes. So, I feel like that was the, like I said, might just be a Southern Ohio thing, but we used to get, oh, well, we're out. Okay. Well, but you get a bag of cookies. Yes. I like, I, I remember when the Teeny Beanie Babies came out, which that will have to be a whole thing because, you know, the insanity involving that. But I remember playing Little League Baseball at that time. And so that was kind of the thing. Like, you had to get McDonald's before the game, right? Because you have to have food. Right. And so, like, the line was just astronomically long to get it, you know. And then that was one that people were still – they were actively collecting this line in general. So they were certainly going to collect the McDonald's line. Like, I remember seeing – and I think I told this before. A friend that my dad knew, we were in line to get food at McDonald's. His friend and, and that guy's wife walk in. So oh, just getting some waddles, and my dad looks like what in the heck is he? This guy, <laughs> and he was getting waddles the penguin, and they got like six yep. of them and left. And now I don't even know can you even buy because I, I I tried to buy a Happy Meal toy a while back for my niece or nephew, and they wouldn't even let me do it. And I'm like, oh, that's stupid. Like, okay, but I don't. know. I man. think it's, it was it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to know. I I don't know how it works. I think it all depends on who you get, um, what teenager you get, and how frustrated they are throughout the day on their shift. And look, man, I don't care. Shut up. And then just like they'll either throw it at you, charge you a dollar, or like don't bother me with this type of you know. I I go back to that. I go back to that Flash Taz story. Like, if they were like, let me go ask a manager. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We can't do that. Like, that kid was like, oh, here you go. Like, that, and they didn't care. Like, right here. It's a, it's a toy. Take it. Enjoy. You know, like, that's all it was. So, I don't know. I think you're right. I think it depends on the situation and what they have at the time. But I don't feel like Happy Meal toys are in near the demand today as no. they were in the 90s. Like, like you said, every... I mean, I know, like I mentioned Power Rangers earlier, that that was a fixture of after school for us was watching Power Rangers and and Batman it, and all those shows. So I always saw commercials for all these. Well, Happy there's Meals a disconnect. Yeah, there's a disconnect with toys, Happy Meal toys right now. So um, last week uh, I took the kids to go get Happy Meals and the toy right now are... Uh, like essentially like 
a pop, a Funko Pop, or a bobblehead of Wakanda Forever. Okay. And they've got, like, a bunch of the Black Panther characters. Really cool. Obviously, I'm a comic guy. But that's a PG-13 movie. Yes. Like, Gavin is seven, Gracie is five, and they look at it, and if it's not Black Panther, like, they got some... I don't even know who one part of the the kingdom or whatever. And Gavin's like, Dad, who is this? And I had to look it up because I haven't seen Wakanda forever. Right. But it's like it means well, but they're not the market for Wakanda forever because it's PG or PG thirteen. I I don't know because I haven't seen it and I really haven't been in a, a Marvel phase. But like that's. That just completely misses the mark. If if they don't, if if they can't see it, why would they want a toy up about it? One hundred percent, right? Like because it doesn't mean anything to them, right? So that's a that's a good question. I don't know, man. I think that could be part of the problem for sure, though. Is that it's just totally different, you know, for for this generation as as opposed to what it was for us. I know advertising in general is different because toy commercials. McDonald's toy commercials, those were huge in our day. You know, granted, we saw a lot of commercials we didn't care about, but like I miss those days of those type of commercials. Those were fun, you know. So, and it kind of was that's how we got our information because there wasn't an internet or anything like that. That's how you found it. Yes. So it's definitely a different time, but uh, but yeah, I think McDonald's toys are fun. They're very they're very random, but I think they're a lot of fun and. Like do you remember, we all have memories about them too, like vivid memories sure. about these these lines. I, I was talking to Daniel Cross because he's like I said, he's been into a lot of different ones. Do you remember the Tiny Toons cars where they flipped and it would be like one side would be Buster, and yes, you know, and the other side would be another character. I, like those were so much fun too. Like he told me they only made four, and I was like, really? I feel like they made a ton. He goes, well, it seems like eight because right, each one was a two and one. I'm like, oh, that's true. And if you see them in a, uh, like, if you see them in, like, when you go to the flea market bin or whatever, like, you may, you may see one side and then the next time you see the other. So it, it does seem like a, yeah, a bigger, but once again, there you go, four, four, four cars. That was a one month release. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, um, we have figured you out, McDonald's, supersize us. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. Uh, but yeah, like it's it's definitely interesting because like with McDonald's toys, that's another thing is you could probably go one day and then a week later go back. Like there's a chance you could get the same toy or number three, right? I mean, right? It's, there's no rhyme or reason to it, I don't think, but you never know. And then I think you could also go to a different location and it's possible you get a different toy. So. I always thought that too. Like, do we have to go to the same McDonald's? What about the other one in the next town over? Right. Can we go there? Is theirs different? It's kind of like the when I was a kid, I would always want to go to like another Walmart, and my dad's like, my mom or dad, like, it's the same stuff. But I'm like, you don't know that. And now, as an adult, I realize I was in, in fact, correct. Like, you could find different stuff at different WalMarts. It's just, you know, to them, they're like, we don't want to drive all over to the, all these WalMarts just for wrestlers. So no, we're not doing that. But because toys are toys. Exactly. But now we realize, like, no, that's definitely a thing, especially when you're looking for exclusives and such. Well, and is that time now to pick next week's main event? Well, we're not actually picking it. We're just picking the topics. 
Um, I have a list here. Jason Wolf supplied us with our uh, pick this week, which was really fun. Next week, uh, my buddy Daniel Cross will be choosing. So we're each. Oh gonna, man, we're gonna. Yeah, I talked about him quite a bit. We're each gonna put in a couple of topics. Um, let's see. I believe uh, you went first last time, so I will go first this time. Are, are you ready, my friend? I was born ready. So I already touched on this a little bit, but again, it's been a topic for a while. It definitely needs to be on the show. If you had told me it would take 77 plus episodes for it to happen, potentially I would have thought there's no way it'll come up sooner than that, but it hasn't. And I think we need to have it on. And I think it's time. I'm talking about some beanie babies. It is Christmas time. And everybody loves some beanie babies. I just had a cold chill. (laughs) So my first pick, I don't think this has ever been a choice. I don't recall, but at 77 episodes, and if we've done four picks, we've had 280 some odd selections. Wow, that's um, quick math right there, my friend. Well, I forgot to carry the four, so we're just doing some basic math real quick. <laughs> um, the I choose the the vintage line mash from I don't remember who made it, but they were three and three quarter figures, very similar to the A team. Is this like but the they mash ma- the TV show? Yes, they had I don't remember that at all. They had mash. Three and three quarter GI Joe figures, style figures of like Father Mulcahy, Hawkeye, oh, wow. Klinger, um, and um, oh shoot, um, I think Trapper had one, and then the hard to find. Um, oh shoot, why can't I think of his name? Who is the uh, radar? No, oh yeah, so it was Radar, but Klinger, I'm, I'm confusing my MASH guys because I haven't watched it in a while, but uh, there were two hard figures to get. There was the Mahoney figure and the cross-dressing Klinger figure. I'm, I'm looking at them right now. This is this is pretty crazy. I didn't even know that this was a thing. So they're made by TriStar, which is not a company I'm even familiar with, but yeah, that would be a fun one to talk about just because it's so random. It is like... And I was that young kid, like, my parents loved MASH, and MASH was in syndication, so there would be two episodes of MASH every night between, like, six and seven. So my formative years, because when you, in the 80s, when you were a kid, you watched what your parents watched? Of course. I watched... two TVs in the house, you had to. Yeah. I watched so much MASH that I thought it was so cool to have a Hawkeye figure. Absolutely. So, MASH, because I think there was only one series, because there, there there weren't a lot, and maybe a, a vehicle or two. But Yeah, it's it's a uh, relatively standalone line, but that will be a fun one, much like the A-Team, just a really random line to, to touch on. Um, my second pick is another one that I picked before, but again, it's it's kind of been overlooked, and it's one of those random lines. It's like, wow, that's really cool. Uh, I'm talking about some street sharks. That's a good one. I've... Uh... There's one of the artists on um, Colts 3D, the the 3D printing site, who's made like some busts oh, of the. Great the too. I've seen them. 
yeah, the street sharks, and I've been looking at those like, do I need those? No. Do I want those? Yes. Are you ever going to print those and paint those yourself? No. Okay, then put it on the back burner for a little bit. <laughs> um, and then my final pick is my favorite um, Christmas, non-Christmas movie, Batman Returns, the Kenner, uh, one of the last Kenner lines, but the Kenner Batman Returns figure. We had some Batman. We had the first uh, Catwoman. I, there was a. Do you remember uh, the um, absolute worst peg warmer from that line? Because I had it. There were a couple. It was the two penguins. Like the yes, animals. I was about to say the penguins. The, they rem- didn't move. I remember specifically. Um, I got at a birthday as a birthday gift. I got that twice, and then like my grandpa had a. Uh, um, a girlfriend, you know, and uh, for Christmas she got me that again. <laughs> it was like I've never you gonna, were I've never you were true building penguins. penguins. Yeah, I'm looking at these right now, dude. These are so good. And like it was just it was fun because uh, so that I, Bruce Wayne that has the Batman like costume that's still one of my all-time favorites i actually saw that in on card at a toy show and i was like dude that is so freaking cool like i wanted to buy it because it was just awesome oh dude when you put the bat when you put the bat batman costume on him it's just like clunky and and Mm -hmm. big but you're like he can change he's bruce wayne um yeah and then uh, I think that was the first Batman where if, like, you clicked his legs, his arms went out straight, and he, like, his cape was attached to his wrist, so you had that, like, mm-hmm. iconic Batman pose. Like, just a fun line. And right before we it's got also, like, into... The, the first lines with all the random Batmans, too. Like a different exactly. Costume. Yeah, because, like... Well, we just can't make the all-black Batman. It's like Steve Austin. Well, we can't make a Stone Cold figure. He's got black boots and black trunks. Right. Well, we just can't make Batman because he's all-black with a yellow utility belt. What are we going to do? We're going to make a penguin Batman or an Arctic penguin Batman who right. fights the penguins. Like, um, like I said, just a fun line kind of fits in because you know, a lot of people forget that Batman Returns, I mean, I'm just going to say it. Batman Returns is a Christmas movie. They're standing in front of a Christmas tree. Uh, she, like, it snows. Like, it's a Christmas movie. So I agree. Very fitting for our December episodes. I think it is great. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. So uh, we'll throw those over to Daniel Cross, let him choose, and we'll uh, come back with you next week. We'll see what's going to happen. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening to the show. Um, make sure to check us out on social media at TV Toycast on all the major social media platforms. Pick up our shirts at whatamaneuver.net or storefrontier.com forward slash TV Toycast. And uh, we're going back to the, just the one weekly shout out. I think last week I shout out, I did a shout out to Fully Posable. Do you have a shout out you want to throw out this week? 
I do. Uh, I want to give a uh, shout-out to uh, our Thursday tag team partners, our uh, Survivor Series tag team partners. They brought in this year new members to our Survivor Series team. Absolutely. Uh, but Drew and Caitlin uh, over at uh, – oh, my gosh. Tales, why did, uh, from, Tales the from the Estate. Woo! Old man moment. Drew and I talk about food all the time. Sorry, guys. I <laughs> It's closing in on midnight, and I'm old. Um, but, no, give them a listen. Uh, it's a – I know we go long sometimes, but it's a quick listen if you've got a, a commute, and uh, you'll enjoy yourself that even in that 30 to 45 minutes that it, it won't – it doesn't even seem that long. So yeah. – uh, check them out, and and they will uh, brighten your day. Um, you'll you'll get some uh, paralyzed, some some wrong song lyrics. You'll guess the wrestler. You'll get some Drew's reviews with a lot of food, which I'm okay with because I'm a snack guy and I approve of all snack reviews. I definitely agree. I love that show. I've been actually trying to catch up on podcasts here lately because there's so many I want to listen to, and I just kind of get out of the habit, unfortunately. It happens sometimes because there's so many to keep up with, but definitely have some episodes of Tales from the Estate I need to catch up on, which I will be doing soon. So highly recommend that show as well. And uh, check out my other podcasts. Uh, I actually uh, put a pause on, you know, it's fake, right? I announced that this week as we record this. I... uh it, it's it's really fun doing it, but I, I got to the point where I felt like I was just like spinning my wheels and I'm like, it's so hard to create weekly content with us with a different guest. So what I'm going to do in the future is I'm not going to end the show. I'm just going to take a break and probably bring it back seasonally. Like, so I'll record 12, 15 episodes, whatever it might be and do like a season and then break and then come back for another season. Kind of like what Bane does with no holds barred, just just that way it's a little bit easier on me and I can still have fun with it. So but in the completely meantime, understand. Yeah, in the meantime, still the show will not be stopping and uh Breaker Mage Power Hour still going, so check those both of those out as well. And uh, that's all I got, man. Anything else you want to add? That's all I got. Um we're a week away from Christmas. I hope everybody's getting their last minute Christmas shopping done. Absolutely. I hope that uh you have not fallen victim to Whamageddon. Um, and be safe out there, guys. Definitely be safe. Thank you guys for checking out the TV Toy Cast, and we will see you in the toy aisle. Take it easy.